You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Boy, I know you're strong. Hi, I'm Joe Iconis, and this is my co-host, Jennifer Ashley Tepper. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about a song that Joe wrote in 2010 called The Protector, as sung by the great Jason Sweetooth Williams. This song pays tribute to a state that's very near and dear to my heart. Indeed, uh, and it also holds the distinction of being the song that more than any other song on the album people have said is really creepy. That's quite an accomplishment. I'm proud of it. Uh, I clear my mind I down scotch God damn The Protector it, Yeah, when did you write The Protector? It was 2010? 2010 Yes Yes, precisely Yeah I wrote this song with Jason Sweet Tooth Williams in mind um, and it's, you know, it's of I feel like a lot of my songs are these character snapshots that have 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 a very sort of um, clear setup. Like they're living in a clear space. Uh, the character's issue is is front and center, and um, and it's kind of sort of easy to 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 understand exactly what's going on. The protector is a song that I I kind of knew what it was about when I started writing it, but I wanted to be intentionally vague. And so it, I think, is kind of this weird sort of in-between song where it very much is a character song. It very much is a sort of portrait of, of a man, uh, but it is, it, is, it is more purposefully vague insofar as what is literally going on than mm-hmm. a lot of the other songs yeah. on the album. Um, what kind of direction did you give to Jason about it, given that that was how you felt about the song? Um, I mean, you know, the the collaboration that I have with Jason is, uh, it's one that it we just, we like, we truly understand each other so deeply that he he tends to, he just gets it, you know? So it's like, I, I remember I, I sent him the song and then, we met for a drink at Fusion, which was a bar on 10th Avenue right by Ars Nova that is long since closed. But I remember us talking about the song and, and him being so excited by it and just you know being like, oh, I think it means this, and I think it means this, and I think it means this. And, and, um, 
and, it, and we were like, we could talk about it. Like it was something that neither of us were involved with. You know what I mean? And so, and he just, he just sort of inherently got it. He got that it's, that it's a guy who's, um, you know, who sees, sees his own, um, his own weaknesses or his own uh, demons in someone younger. And he's trying to like steer them away. And that was kind of all he needed to know to act the song. And then we just, you know, we talked about what it could, what it could mean. Yeah. It, yeah. I get, I never thought of it this way because I don't think of like lyrics are not poetry, but it is in terms of the vagueness. It is like more akin to poetry than most mm-hmm. of your songs, yeah. especially in the end when you're, you know, the lyrics are listing different things and you can't quite figure out exactly how they fit into the story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, and you know, when I, when I think of it, I think of, you know, the, the, the sort of literal language that gets used in the song, I think it it establishes, I guess maybe really not till the, the end, but we're in a, you know, in a kitchen like late at night. And that's where I think the song takes place in a house, I think. Um, and, uh, but, but yeah, it's, and it's, I guess it's hard to talk about because of that, you know, it's like a song that because it is sort of intentionally vague and I, I know what I, I know, you know, what I thought the scenario was, but I kind of don't want to, <clears throat> I don't even want to say it because I think it's, <clears throat> I think that it's, it's like, it really has nothing, it's none, of, it's none of my business how anyone interprets the song, you know, it really is like, it's meant to just kind of be what it is and whatever you think about the song is, is correct. Yeah. You know, whatever you take away from it is correct. And sometimes it's like, and I, when I think about the song, I think about, you know, when you're sort of learning how to write musical theater or when you're, you know, just someone who's, um, interested in music like when I was a young <clears throat> when I was a young man and and reading as much as I could about musicals and 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 you know listening to like interviews with the greats one of the things was always one of the things that seemed so important one of the things that felt like oh, you have to be able to do this in a musical is um this idea of like you should you should be able to like sum up your musical in one sentence or or you should you should um or what, what people would always ask, like, what is the audience supposed to get from this, right? And I, and I always like pinged me because I always felt like, well, I, I think you know, if you're whether you're writing one song or a full musical, it should of course be clear, and you should of course you know you should know what you're doing. But I do think that there are many musicals where audiences get different things from them depending on the person, you know. And I think that that's great, and I think that actually is the thing that that is a hallmark of a great musical when mm-hmm. two audience members can have two different experiences from the same show. And so The Protector is like one of those songs to me, or, you know, it's like if we want to think of all these songs as mini musicals, it's one where I just feel like the, the strength of it is that it's not over-explaining. The strength right. of it is that you can't talk about it in one sentence, and the strength of it is that two people can listen to it and have two totally different ideas right. about what the thing is is about, and that feels correct yeah. to me. I really think of kind of this song in this time of like 2010 as sort of a turning point in your writing songs for specific 
people and voices and like mm-hmm. maybe doing that a little more. Mm-hmm. I feel like around the time of like the protector, you know, obviously other people can perform it, other people have performed it, but like writing a song on not just an actor's voice or like range, but mm-hmm. also their, you know, specific qualities and abilities and um, just that kind of, I always think of like Elaine Stritch and the ladies who lunch of like, mm-hmm. how am I going to show what I want to say and like what an actor can do that only I know they can do and use all of those things to kind of like create a new piece. Um, I don't know. Do you feel like that kind of started in 2010 at all? Yeah, it definitely started. It definitely started more in 2020, 2010. I think also just because I, you know, I, 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 by you know 2010, I had had a few years of actually getting to work and make art with a lot of these actors who I, you know, still work with, and so I had always loved this idea of of writing theater and you know writing songs for specific actors who I loved, and I, you know, so many of the artists who I idolized, like Robert Altman or Paul Thomas Anderson, they had this kind of stable of actors, and I always thought like, oh, that's such an amazing way to make art. I would I would love to to you know be lucky enough to do that in my career. And then I found myself having that, you know? And so then it was sort of like, it was kind of, you know, making good on the the promise of <laughs> writing for actors. And and I just kind of couldn't help it, you know? Yeah. And during that time, I really, I was very, uh, you know, very prolific and I was just writing a ton and it was inspiring to me mm-hmm. to have these people um, who I, I love so much and, you know, to be able to write to their abilities and their strengths and all that. Um, It also overlapped with, you know, The Protector obviously was written when, you know, Blood Song of Love was happening at Ars Mm -hmm. Nova. And I think, if not the first, some of the first times The Protector was performed was in the Ars Nova penthouse during Mm -hmm. their showgasm, like post-show concerts. Um, And I, I feel like almost probably everyone in Blood Song of Love had a song like this around that time, right before, during Blood Song, right mm-hmm. after, that was this kind of, yeah. oh, I like wrote this on you, yeah. even as you were also doing like a new musical with yeah. those folks. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I mean, and that also, I think it's just, you know, as we talked about, like, I just love actors. I love what they can do. And I love, you know, I love exploiting all the different shades of their talent. And I think that I think that probably one of the reasons why I, I did end up writing so much for the that Blood Song cast was because I was getting to, you know, work with them every day making a musical and I I was so excited by their performances in that musical, but it's like, you know, someone in a musical can only do so much. Right. Like, it's like you can't, you know, show every side of every person in a musical and I think I just whether I knew it or not, wanted more, you know? So yeah. it's like, and I guess the songs that I kind of wrote for people, you know, whether it was like Party Hat or... or um, Was Dirty Little Things around Dirty that Dirty Little time? Things, yeah. yeah. It's like I wanted to like, you know, I wanted to, to, uh, to make use of the person's talent and then give them something else to do, something mm-hmm. that, they, that is kind of different from what they were doing in Blood Song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I think there's like, there's quite a few songs on this album that would fall into that category. Maybe Norman also. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. That was that exact time. I also have a lot of memories of our um, longtime stage manager, E. Sarah Barnes. Uh, like, she loves this song so much. And when you wrote this song, you told me, like, oh, you're going to have a reaction to some of the lyrics in the refrain. Like, it was the first <laughs> time you ever were like, you're going to have a reaction to this song. Um, so Sarah Barnes always, sorry, I guess, spoiler, calls this song in Florida and laughs a lot <laughs> in the audience when that song, that part of the song starts getting sung. Yeah. So everyone from Blood Song was just, like, very much part of these songs that were written at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, and yeah, how does the song make you feel as someone from Florida? I feel like maybe I understood immediately that it was like a kaleidoscope of different, it, it feels like a lot of different characters and I can very much picture them in Florida mm-hmm. because of the way that the song is written. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've like had a I've almost felt like different people listening to this song over time because like I sometimes think it's about one thing and then I sometimes think it's about another thing. Mm-hmm. All very much colored by my Floridian existence. <laughs> um, yeah, I love this song. Thanks. It also uh, related to the like actor thing. I feel like it was around this time that like you and Jason taught me about the greatness that is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, and I feel like yeah. I actually like being someone who hadn't seen a lot of his movies other than maybe almost famous. Um, I kind of started to understand more of like how you wanted to um, in like embody the movie world for the musical theater mm-hmm. world from like learning about him. I, I don't know. Like I don't. I guess in, if Philip Seymour Hoffman was a musical theater actor, he could have sung this song is where I'm going with this. 100%. Like, this is kind of like a Philip Seymour Hoffman song. Like, 100%. Moment. And when, you know, and I always, like, I frequently said that Jason Sweetie Williams is my Philip Seymour Hoffman, right. you know? And um, and this is, like, the most, like, Philip Seymour Hoffman-esque song. I, I love that you said that, because I do think it is, like, weirdly um, infused with his his spirit. Okay. Is there any other song that you feel like, oh, there's like an actor that wouldn't actually maybe sing this in a similar way, but who could inspire this song? Maybe just some of the actors who played the original roles in some of the movies that then inspired. Some, yeah, I, don't know. I mean, there's de- there's yeah, there's definite ones. Like I think that um, I mean, I know there's Sweet Tooth song, but like the Werewolf song, I feel like John Goodman. Oh, that's, totally. I think of John Goodman when I think of that song. Um, yeah. 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 There's others. Happy Halloween. <laughs> the Protector. The Protector. <laughs> so many Halloween songs. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for listening or watching to my podcast. Uh, do me a favor and go to wherever you just listen to or watch this thing and subscribe or like or give us a great rating or review and then head to bpn.fm album to find out even more information about this podcast, more ways to watch, more ways to listen and check out my album, Album. Thanks so much for hanging out. Album Podcast is executive produced by Liz Armstrong, produced by Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Kim Garris, and the rest of the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Be sure to visit bpn.fm slash album for both audio and video versions of this podcast and to listen to album. Hey, 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.